Welcome to the Boost Your Metabolism After Age 30 podcast. I'm Joe. And I'm Allison, and we're your co-hosts and the founders of Couture Fitness and Lifestyle Coaching. We're on a quest to help women design lives they love and bodies they adore. We were fed up with the dieting industry and decided to create something different. We're starting a calories up revolution where women are nourished, their metabolisms are healed, and their bodies and brains start working for them in the battle against weight loss. If you feel like your metabolism is wrecked and you want to lose weight once and for all, you are in the right place. Welcome everyone. This is Allison. You're just going to have me here today, but I do have a special guest with me that I'm very excited about. Her name is Danielle Lima. She is better known, I guess, if you follow her on social media as Osnap Macros. That is her Instagram handle. That is also her website. It's osnapmacros.com. And we stumbled upon Danielle I don't know, a couple of months ago, I can't remember how we found you, Danielle, but we loved the, some, she's a food blogger and we just loved some of the, the food she was posting. So we started following her and, you know, she had her own, her own macro tracking and fitness journey that we enjoyed following. And so we asked Danielle if she would be a guest on our podcast and she agreed. So we're going to talk about food a lot today, but we're also going to talk about maybe how you can prep food while you're eating a macro based diet, how you can still feel fit some more fun foods into, into your days while you're tracking macros. It's definitely not all about eating chicken, broccoli, and rice at every single meal. And then we're also going to get into one of our favorite topics, which is reverse dieting. So welcome, Danielle. Hello. Thanks for joining us. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? I know I gave a very brief intro, but maybe tell everyone kind of how you got into, you know, tracking your food and then also how you got into doing what what you do now as a food blogger and and developing recipes. Okay. The history of Osnab macros. (laughs) Hmm. Um, Back in 2015, I read the book, It Starts With Food, and I did my first Whole30 and that kind of sparked my page. I use my page as a way to, to keep me accountable. And I posted my food every day and I did my first whole 30 that stemmed into me then following a paleo diet. So for those who are unfamiliar with whole 30 paleo, no grains, no sugar, no dairy, no complex carbs. It's all just fruits and vegetables, meats. I I could go on and on here, but (laughs) so I did that for a while and that my Instagram name used to be paleo snaps. And I did that for a long time. And I saw good progress with my weight. The whole goal for me was to lose weight. I saw good progress, but then let's fast forward to 2018. Um, I was pregnant with my first daughter and I gained all the weight back. So I gained all my weight back with her. I had her and then I was, I didn't really have postpartum depression, but I, I had the, the loss of self and you know, a body complex issue with the weight gain. So I immediately jumped back to a paleo lifestyle and it wasn't really working for me. It took me two years this time to lose the weight. And then once I lost the weight with her, I then got pregnant with my second daughter and I gained 80 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) So now that's back to square one, right? And this time I I just said, I'm not going to do the same thing again. I'm not going to restrict myself from absolutely everything, which ultimately made me unhappy because I was going to social events and around family and I, I couldn't eat everything that everyone was eating. I was always looking for, how can I change this? 
this? How can I modify this? What am I going to put this on if we're having sandwiches for lunch or something like that? So I decided to do something different this time in order to lose the baby weight. And that's when I discovered tracking macros. I did my first cut in 2000, or in 2000, in 2021, 21, last year in June. And that's really when it all started. I changed my Instagram handle to Osnap Macros. And really, I just, I stuck with it. And I started the blog. I started doing macro specific recipes, just meaning, you know, laying out in each recipe, the nutrition facts of my protein, carbs, and fat for each recipe versus focusing so much on posting a recipe that was, that didn't have sugar or beans of any kind, or you you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So do you feel like you enjoyed the macro based approach more than the, the paleo approach? Very different approaches, right? I enjoy the macro approach because I feel so much more food freedom, which is ironic because the whole point of Whole30 really is food freedom, air quotes, right? But I can eat whatever I want and I don't have guilt with it because I know that I can make it fit where I want it. Yes. I remember when I discovered macros as well. And, you know, I never really did any specific diets, but I did compete in bodybuilding in the past. And so I was used to kind of tracking my food, not doing specific diets though, but when I, but I would try to eat really quote clean. So, Mm -hmm. you know, somewhat close to a paleo diet, although I ate a lot of things that I know are not allowed on a paleo diet. But when I discovered this macro-based approach, I was like, oh my gosh, I can fit chocolate in every day. And it's not right. a It's just something that I, that I fit into my day. And it was, I mean that when I say it was life-changing and now I've been doing this for at least, I mean, 10 to 15 years probably. And I still am blown away by how much freedom I have to fit all kinds of yummy, yummy things that most people probably wouldn't associate with a, a fitness person. <laughs> into right. My- I agree. Yeah. I have one of the most asked questions I get is how do you not be or how do you not go all out on certain things? And for me, it's if I know that this is always the example I use for people. If you are going to eat a whole pack of Oreos, if that's your binge, have one a day, fit it in one time a day. So that way you're not then on Saturday, you know, on the weekend, you're like, oh, I'm just going to eat the whole dang box. If you just incorporate one a day, then you'll be satisfied and you won't feel like you need to have that binge, in my opinion. I agree. I think when something becomes forbidden, that's when eventually it's almost inevitable that someday you're going to go crazy on, on that, whatever food you're telling yourself, you cannot have. Right. Yep. Or me pregnant. I basically went from, (laughs) (laughs) I went from, I'm not going to have any of it to give me the cheeseburgers. (laughs) (laughs) And I also wonder, you know, how much you're gaining 80 pounds could be attributed to the fact that you were on a restrictive diet. And I'm sure your metabolism wasn't in as good of a spot then as it probably is. I'm sure. Yeah. Which we're going to get into, into that in a little bit, but I bet that has a lot to do with it as well. I'm sure. Yeah. I also retain fluid, like nobody's business. Oh God. (laughs) That's a a side effect of being pregnant. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So let's talk a little more about food prepping while you are eating a macro-based diet. We have a lot of listeners who do track their macros and do want to fit in some fun foods, but also want to, you know, 
be efficient with their time and do some food prep when they've got the chance. Do you have any tips for those who are just getting started on how they can, you know, prep food if they are eating a macro-based diet? So I think just getting started, the key would be easy meals, right? Things that are easily scannable. That kind of leads into like just being packaged, but that's not what I mean by that. Just having portioned out food. So it's easy that you can just grab it and you can know this is 50 grams of broccoli or this is you know, six ounces of carrots. I also love to recommend if you are doing multiple recipes in a week, have them be the same ingredients or at least some form or fashion of the same ingredients. I do have some recipes on my site where I link them to a second recipe to kind of help that. Yeah, I agree. I think trying to choose a couple of things that use the same similar ingredients within a week is a very good, efficient way to prep your food. I totally agree. And then foods that you enjoy is also important too. You know, if you're not going to enjoy chicken and rice every day, then don't make chicken and rice for every day. Yeah, I think a lot of people associate weight loss. I I would say probably 90% of the people associate weight loss with restriction and eating things that they don't love. And I think that's just a way to set yourself up for long-term failure. If you can't see yourself doing something forever, it's not going to work for your long-term goals. I totally agree. So what are some foods that you incorporate into your diet that most people probably wouldn't think that you can eat when you were quote dieting? I'd say if you have been following me for a long time, you know that I eat pasta a lot. And when people think pasta, they just don't think dieting. You know, that's, that's a big no. During my reverse and maintenance, I had a daily bagel, not a, like a low calorie bagel, a big, massive, normal sized bagel with cream cheese. And that to me is not something that people ever think for a diet. Absolutely not. Yeah. You would never think diet and bagel go together. Uh, Right. We actually eat a lot of noodles in our house as well. So I have three girls and they all love noodles. And so we have them with a lot of our meals. We'll do something like chicken, vegetables, and noodles or ground beef and vegetables and noodles. And it's very, very simple and they love it and I like it. And I just make sure I'm not, you know, eating like three servings of noodles, but yeah, we eat a lot of of noodles in our house as well. All right. So next question, and this is the question I'm most excited about. So just (laughs) following you on social media, we know that you have been reverse dieting. And for anybody who doesn't know what that term means, it simply means gradually adding in more and more calories until you get up. Usually you do it to get up to a healthy maintenance level. We, a lot of women who come to us, they are drastically under eating. And so when, when that is the case, we will first work with them just to get them up into a healthy maintenance level um, and get their metabolism back on track. What we consider to be a healthy maintenance level is a bare minimum of 1800 calories a day. And it's such an important piece of the puzzle for long-term weight management. And it's the piece that most people overlook. I think a lot of people just think I want to get some quick results. I want to lose weight, you know, in the next three months, but they don't really think about, well, how am I going to keep this off long-term? And one of the keys to doing that is to reverse diet and keep your metabolism healthy. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about your reverse? How long, how long you have been reverse dieting? Are you still reverse dieting or are you at maintenance now, what your macros are, all of that stuff. I started my reverse on the 18th of October and I was terrified. (laughs) (laughs) I will be the first person to tell you I was terrified and I fought it, you know, initially because the thought of increasing my calories was scary. I like 
like you say, we're not taught to think that way. It was incredible how much I learned going through a reverse. So I started out my reverse at 1750, about 1750 calories. And then I got to maintenance and I was at 2,290 calories was my maintenance. That's great. Um, Yeah. And I hit maintenance around Thanksgiving. So I don't know if that's about six weeks. Okay. And then I stayed at those maintenance numbers till the beginning of this year. And then right now I am in a cut, just a mini four week cut. Oh yeah. That's not bad. Four weeks. is not. Yeah. Bad. Okay. Yeah. No, that's great. I think, yeah. 22, you said 2290. That's a lot of food. That's amazing. So much food. Yeah. <laughs> I've never gotten quite that high. I'm pretty close, but I'm only five foot two. I weigh about 115, 120. And so I've just been a little bit scared to go too much higher than I think the highest I've ever been is 2150. I'm at like 2100 now, but 2290. Yeah. Great. So what did your weight do? during your reverse and your maintenance period? During my reverse, I was losing more. I kept losing. You know, at the time I'm thinking, what is happening? And it was just because I was in such a low deficit trying to climb up to my maintenance and I was continuing to lose as I went. And then around Thanksgiving time is when it leveled out. I think I lost maybe five or seven pounds during my reverse. Oh, that's great. I can't remember exactly. (laughs) And then once I got to maintenance, I just leveled out. I fluctuated, you know, a pound or two here and there. I did not weigh every single day. I went to weighing, you know, maybe twice a week, just so that way I didn't worry about it. At the end of when I went into my cut, I had gained, I'd say about two and a half, three pounds. And so what are your cutting macros right now? What am I at? I'm at 1905 right now. I'm at one. 50 protein. See, I don't even know. I just enter. And that, that's okay. I just, I wanted to ballpark <laughs> and I, I think I just wanted to, I wanted to illustrate why that reverse is so important. So obviously it's oh, yeah. to keep your, you know, keep your metabolism healthy, but now you are in a spot where you're cutting on 1900 calories, a little more than 1900 calories. And I think a lot of women would never believe that you could lose weight on 1900 calories. They would think that right. that's so much food. And if you had not reversed, you would not be able to cut on 1900 calories. If you, and I'm just making up a number here, let's say you ended your last cut at 1600 calories. I'm just, I'm just guessing it's probably somewhere around there, 16, 1700, based on where you started to reverse. You know, if you would have just stayed there, your body would have adapted. And if you wanted to keep losing weight, you would just have to push lower and lower. And that would, you know, that would be miserable. And you would eventually get to the point where you would get your calories so low and your body would eventually adapt to that, that you would have nowhere else to go. You would have nowhere else to pull from. And so that that is why this reverse dieting piece is just so important. And it's fun, right? You get to just keep eating more and more. And so much fun. Awesome. The energy too, hard. though, the energy and my performance in the gym was that for me was eye-opening. Yes, I do not doubt that at all. And I want to make sure everybody is clear on this. Like the goal with the reverse is not to just lose weight. It's not like we can tell everybody, we'll just eat more food and you're going to lose weight. That is not always the case, but we do see it a lot. I mean, I've actually had clients come to us who have been under eating and we will reverse them into a healthy maintenance and they lose almost a pound a week. We've had that happen several times. I would say it's more common for somebody to, you know, stay pretty stable when they reverse, but if you can lose a few pounds on top of it, it's just icing on the cake. I think a lot of people notice that they tighten up. Like if, even if they don't lose weight, they just look tighter as they're reversing. Yes. I looked totally different. 
Yep. Yeah. One of our, um, one of our other coaches, actually, she reversed and her weight didn't really do much. Like she lost a few pounds initially, and then it kind of came back, but she said, I look so different. She said, I look like I lost 10 pounds because yeah. I'm so much tighter. Yeah. And people, they would not believe how much food I was eating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no way. I know. It's great. So reverse dieting, definitely look into it if you have been dieting for a a long period of time, meaning more than I would say about four months or so. Definitely consider and the, reverse diet. On top of that, um, when I did decide it is time to reverse, my I had fatigue. I knew it was time. I knew that if I didn't, I would stop logging. I would stop mm-hmm. tracking. I was going to just say, okay, I'm done. You know, I'll come back to this in a couple months. So yeah. to me, that's, that was an indication it's time to reverse. Yeah. There's more, I mean, there is a physical burnout in that your body will physically adapt, but there's also that mental burnout too, of just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you just get to a point where you're like, I need to just be able to eat more food. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, the last thing I want to ask you about, you just finished up a new book. Can you tell us a little bit about that and where we can find it? Yes. I have an ebook called Macro Friendly Meals. It is on my website and that's osnapmacros.com. It is all single serving recipes. So for somebody who is just cooking for themselves, I mean, if you're cooking for multiple people, you could double, triple, quadruple, but it's meant to be easy meals, easy grabs on the go. If you're a teacher, for example, they'd be great, easy lunch meals for at school. There are over, I want to say over 50 recipes in there, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then some snacks. But yeah, there was a lot of work that went into that. I'm very proud of it and I'm excited and hope that people try it. Yeah. And your, your recipes look absolutely amazing. The pictures are online are beautiful and I am all about easy. I do not have time to, you know, spend more than, I mean, I hardly spend any time cooking. So the easier, the better. I love that. And everything is loaded into my fitness pal to make it even easier. Oh, that's great. Yes. You can just type in OSNAP macros, right? And then the recipe name, is that how you can find it in my fitness pal? Yes. Great. Awesome. Okay. Is there anything else that you want everyone to know before we wrap things up? I do have some exciting stuff coming to my website in a couple months. So stay on the lookout for that. That'll be, I'll announce that on social media soon. But yeah, I just, I appreciate, I know that a lot of your clients follow me and I just appreciate their support and I appreciate your support a ton. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on today. One of the things that we'd like to end with And I know I didn't really give you too much warning on this, but what is one of your favorite foods that you're fitting into your macros? So I can go first. I normally say something chocolate (laughs) because I love chocolate (laughs) and I do eat chocolate every day, but I'm going to go with something healthy. It's this avocado and yogurt chicken salad. So all I do, and it doesn't get much simpler than this. I mix some canned chicken with a smushed up avocado and a little bit of plain Greek yogurt. And then I put a little bit of lime juice and salt on it. And I eat it sometimes on a salad or on bread as a sandwich. And it's really good and really easy. And that's about as complicated as I get as far as recipes normally. (laughs) So what about you? What's something yummy that you have been fitting into your macros? So the past week I've been doing just one of those instant oatmeal packs, the better oat cinnamon roll. Mm -hmm. I've been doing that with one fried egg and arugula. So good. Nice. That's different. Yeah. And the arugula gets all wilty from the egg and the um, oatmeal, but the egg and then the sweet oatmeal. Oh, it's so good. It's worth a try, especially if you can fit the fat from the egg yolk. It's so good. 
Nice. Yeah, that sounds that sounds very unique and mm-hmm. very yummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people are gonna listen to this and go, "What did she just say?" But I swear, try it. You'll love it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Danielle. Go check her out on Instagram at Osnap Macros or check out her website, osnapmacros.com. And definitely check out her new book. If you are in a food rut and you want some good macro-friendly recipes to try, that's all we've got for you today. Thanks. That's what we've got for you today about how you can invest in your metabolism and start losing weight by eating more and exercising less. Trust us, you aren't too old and it's never too late. If you want to learn more about this topic, head over to our Facebook group, Boost Your Metabolism After Age 30. You can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Couture Fitness Coaching. And if you want to work with us, join us for our next 12-week session.